0: So not everything that you write for your site needs to be a money page, a page where you're actually trying to sell something. You can create pages that support those pages. The idea is that it lifts them up, it holds them up and and provides support.
1: Hello, entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Laura L. Bernhard. Welcome back to the Marketing Bound Podcast, where we help you leverage inbound marketing strategies to grow your business. This week, I interview SEO expert, Kyle Roof. After 400 scientific tests, Kyle fine-tuned a method to test whether single variables are ranking factors in Google's algorithm. This method was officially granted a patent and is now being used in SEO tool, Page Optimizer Pro. So I was very excited to ask him about page semantics, SEO tools, the power of link equity, and SEO growth metrics. Listen to the full episode to maximize your SEO efforts today and subscribe to the Marketing Bound podcast. Hi, Kyle. Thank you so much for being on the Marketing Bound podcast. Welcome.
0: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate being here.
1: This is very exciting. Everyone who's listening, we are going to talk about SEO and really how to take it to the next level. So for everyone listening, Kyle, let us know, can you tell us what SEO is and why it's important?
0: Well, SEO search engine optimization is, is essentially getting a page on your site to show in Google for a particular search term. You know, when somebody types something into Google and you want your site or, a page on your site to show up, that's what SEO does. It, it optimizes that page so that Google likes it a little bit more.
1: <laughs> that's very important.
0: <laughs> and um, on your podcast, people should listen. Uh, you had a, a guest, Avery, on, and I think you did a three-part series uh, mm-hmm. with, with, that, with that interview, and um, that was fantastic. And, and my thought, I've listened to it, it's, it's great, was to kind of, if you get those concepts and then kind of maybe where to go from there if you want to uh, take things up a notch.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited to dive into this. Just like Kyle said, everyone, this is like the next level of SEO. So if you already have a base, this is the episode for you. So let's just kick things off with keywords. We already spoke about root keywords, as you can say. I know there are many words for it. But what's the next level after you have your root keywords in your website on your blogs?
0: Sure. Something that Avery talked about re- really nicely was um, there are other terms you want to add to the page, essentially uh, terms that are related to that, that root term or that primary keyword uh, that you have on the page. And a great way to think about it are the different sections you would have on the page. And I think she also discusses that as well, where um, you've got different portions on your page and that's going to make up the content. Uh, so you've got your your primary keyword, your root keyword, the thing that you want people to search for in your page. Uh, to appear, but you know the content. Like, how can you create those content sections? And so, a really great way to do that is to let Google show you uh, semantically related terms. These are terms that uh, have similar meaning, and Google thinks they're connected. And if you can put more of these terms on the page, you can have a page that will rank for a lot of keywords. It turns out, your page doesn't just rank for one term. Uh, even if you have a primary term, if you look in um, Analytics or actually Search Console. Which is a free tool that Google provides, you'll see that pages rank for hundreds or not or even thousands of keywords. And the way to do that is to put terms on the phrase that are, are, are related. And that'll allow you to have a page that ranks for even more keywords. The more keywords you rank for, the, the larger net you cast out, the more traffic your page can bring in. So a really great way to do that is to, to do your primary, your root keyword, do the search, scroll to the bottom of the SERPS. There is an, an area called related searches. Those are things that Google thinks are related to what you just searched. But here's the key: choose a lead-related search, the one you like the most. You can base this on on anything, you like maybe it has the most search volume, uh, least amount of competition, or it's just the direction you want to write the page. You're know, like, okay, this is actually the concept that I want. I want. I want to write a page about this. Click on that related search, or actually, first get those terms, make a copy of them, keep them somewhere because we're going to use them for comparison. But click on the your lead-related uh, search. Go to that. SERP and scroll to the bottom again. And now you have another list of related searches. What you're going to do is you're going to compare the two lists and the terms that match up are the terms you're going to use for the sections on your page. And what that's going to do for you is that's going to create a page that Google has shown you is semantically related. Google thinks that these things are directly related to your primary keyword. You're going to create sections that Google is going to like, and you're going to create a page that will rank for more keywords.
1: Okay, that's amazing. So you're in this specific example, you're referring to actual web pages, not necessarily even blogs.:
0: This is anything. So if you're writing a blog that you want to rank for a, mm-hmm. a, a particular phrase or it's a page on your site, uh, pages and uh, blog posts and pages are in, in, for Google are the same thing. If it, uh, What we're just talking about is anything that you want to show up for a particular search term. So when somebody searches for something that's your, that's your root keyword, your primary keyword, and you want your page to show, that's, that's what we're focused on here. These are your, your primary pages. Essentially the page that you want to bring someone to your site to do something, to convert in some way, the thing that you want to show. So uh, then to create those sections, you can have Google show you uh, what it thinks is related, the terms that it thinks are related. And that's what you can use for the sections on your page. As you build that page out, and that page will rank for more keywords. And then, by the sections of the page, those would be your H twos. Typically, when if you're using WordPress and you're creating your pages, uh, the different sections you'd want to use your the uh, these terms would go as your H twos on the page. Your H one would be your page title. You really only want one H one on the page. That's the title that everyone sees. And then after that, you've got your different sections of the page. Those would be your H twos. And how you would get that would be matching the related searches from your your root keyword, and then the related searches to your lead primary, uh, your your lead-related search. That becomes your first H2 on the page.
1: Out of curiosity, when you're helping customers, clients, and you're looking at their website, do most of them get this wrong with the H2 and where everything is supposed to be on the website?
0: A lot of people miss semantic structure. You, you want to think of it as a Roman numeral outline. So your Roman numeral one—that's that's your H one. That's your page title. When you're doing an outline, you only have one Roman numeral one. So you'd only want one H one on a page. After that, when you think about your A's and B's, those would be your H twos. And then when you think about like kind of going inside in the Roman numeral outline, you've got your ones. Those are that's your paragraph text, your your lists, your form. You know, those types of things all then kind of fill out. We you want to kind of keep that semantic order for sure. It's better for search engines, but it's also better for humans. Mm-hmm. People like to read with that type of structure. So if you were just kind of tossing things out so that it's uh, an unorganized page, it frustrates search engines because they're not humans. They can't decipher in, in certain ways. And also, you'll find I think you probably frustrate your readers by not putting things in, a, in an order that's um, coherent.
1: So on a scale from 1 to 10, 10 being the most important, how, where would you rank the semantics of
0: the page? it's not it's not the be all to end all in the sense of like if you don't do this you're screwed or or you should go back yeah, that's, and change it yeah. you should go back yeah. and change everything on your site I, if you're like oh i've done this wrong <laughs> i would only i would only go back and change maybe the most important things but that aren't ranking well if you have something that's ranking well don't change it you know especially yeah. if you're on page 1 for something don't make any kind of changes but this would be something if you moving forward as you make a plan uh, you know you follow avery's content schedule, I think that you put together help kind of, or you decide to do that. I would I would do this for my content going forward mm-hmm. um, is, is where I would approach this. I wouldn't necessarily change things, especially if I'm doing well or something has ranked well. I wouldn't stress about that too much. If you have a page that you're like, ah, this isn't doing well at all. It's not ranking anywhere near. So you really have no, you have very little risk as, as, as to it. Then I would go in and change that.
1: So let's dive into that a little bit deeper. Cause you mentioned the search console and you're like, oh, if this doesn't work, then change it. So some people, and I know we didn't really talk about the search console with Avery, but maybe we can dive into it a little bit. So people are like, search console, how do I know if this is working? Probably right now, a lot of people listening are like, I don't even know where I'm ranking right now. right? Or if they do and their overall ranking is 50, what does that mean? How can they... Not necessarily improve that because we're going to go through a ton of strategies, but... Just explaining a little bit more about the Search Console and what we should be looking out for so that we can make the necessary changes and see if it's working.
0: There are two free tools that Google provides. One's called Google Analytics, which Mm -hmm. I think most people are probably familiar with. And then there's Google Search Console. Um, Google Analytics, while it does give you channels as to where people are coming from to get to your site, it's uh, by and large what people are doing once they get to your site uh, is the information that it provides. Search Console, on the other hand, is looking at organic search within Google. So searches that people are doing within Google, what they are searching for to get to your site. So it'll show you the the search queries, the the keywords that you are ranking for. And it's also gonna show you your pages and how they're performing. So you can see specific pages uh, and how much uh, organic traffic they're receiving. You'll see um, within Search Console, the, uh, the, the keywords that a page is ranking for, the impressions that it's getting. So the amount of times it's actually showing up within Google. And then the clicks that you're getting for those uh, particular pages, you see it by the page and by the keyword. So it's extremely valuable in looking at monitoring. Simply one keyword is is actually not the best approach for SEO. It's actually monitoring the page's performance, Um, how many keywords this page is ranking for, how many impressions it's getting and how many clicks it's getting. Those are the most important things. If you're using a rank tracker and you're just looking at one keyword for a particular page, you're probably missing out on how that page is performing in the sense of you could be like, you know, I have this primary keyword and I'm not ranking at all for this primary keyword. But then you look at search console and you realize, oh, well, this page is actually ranking for 300 other keywords and it's actually driving a lot of traffic. But because you were only looking at one, that root keyword, you were just looking, you were focused on that, you really actually missed that the page is performing quite well. So that's a nice thing about search console is you can, you can look at page performance and page level metrics with how many keywords uh, impressions and how many clicks that page is receiving from Google uh, organic search.
1: In terms of performance, when people are looking at it, is there a specific number that people should be looking for? Like, oh, if it's ranking for two, then I like I'm solid. Or if if there's um, you said like percentage or the number of clicks or something, is there something that we should be looking for first?
0: The main thing is growth. A okay. uh, healthy page is 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 acquiring keywords. So you can, you can benchmark those things. Yeah. Uh, you can see, okay, this page is ranking for a hundred keywords that should grow over time. You should be, uh, acquiring more keywords, which means your impressions are going to go up. And the idea is that as your impressions go up, you should be getting more clicks. Uh, you know, as the opportunity for clicks increases, the clicks should increase as well. But the first thing you want to look at is, is this page acquiring more uh, keywords? And then is it getting more impressions, those two are extremely important. And the the metric I think you should be looking at is, uh, is that number going up and it's going up then you're doing pretty well.
1: Okay. Cause I remember looking at a client a little while back and they started off with a ranking of 12 Mm -hmm. and then it grew, well, grew, it got worse. It got to 50, Mm -hmm. but also between the time where I first looked and then I said, the second time I looked, there were also a lot more new pages Sure. So that kind of like made everything fluctuate and oh, for um, sure. so, that can be terrifying.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so as a page actually improves, you know, you'll see like a, an average uh, ranking, right? Mm-hmm. The average ranking, like maybe in this example is what you're talking about, the, that it was 12. That's for all the keywords on the page. As you rank for more keywords, that is going to drop. Your average yeah. position is going to drop because you're picking up more terms. Same with your click-through rate. Your click-through rate will probably drop. People tend to freak out, but that's actually a good thing. You're actually because your uh, those terms are lower to start. Uh, you're getting some impressions, but you're not getting as many clicks just because it's it, it's lower ranking. Those those terms are, are start off lower, so your impressions will go up, your clicks will go up, but your average ranking position and your click through rate will probably go down um, because you're again you're casting that wider net. So you want to look at those metri- metrics that are actually showing that. You're actually improving, you know, that this page is actually getting better. And just because your overall ranking position is dropping, that doesn't necessarily indicate anything bad.
1: Yeah, I think that's really important to underline. It's not just to look at that overall score, because that can that can, <laughs> that can be scary. <laughs>
0: yeah. Don't don't worry about that.
1: Yeah. No, don't so worry about that at all. We spoke about keywords, we spoke about a lot of things, the search console. And now I want to shift gears into supporting articles. So it's something that you told me right before that we started this interview, that it's not just about those articles where you like sell your product, right? Correct. These supporting articles are also very important. Can you tell the audience why it's very important and maybe what they are?
0: (laughs) So not everything that you write for your site needs to be a money page, a page where you're actually trying to sell something. You can create pages that support those pages. The idea is that it lifts them up, it holds them up and provides support. Yeah. You know, if the clue is in the name, I guess that, um, uh, these things support your target page. The idea is that there's often, um, you can't get everything on one page and often there's good information. That isn't something that would be part of a of sales copy or, um, goes a little too far afield of, of what your, um, your your target what you what you'd write on your target page you know kind of beyond those semantically related terms because we want that page to rank for very specific things but there are things that go a little bit too far afield it's still great information it's still something that would it provides relevance and context to what you're doing but it's not exactly what you'd put on that page and that becomes a supporting page. Supporting pages are nice though because they're often very longer keyword phrases, which means they usually are easier to rank for. And if you are doing it that it's contextually related it's it's within the same concept you're actually going to start getting good traffic to your site uh, while you're waiting for that primary keyword rank because those can take a long time to rank it takes a long time for a target page to grow and, and, and be healthy but these supporting pages can often rank quite quickly and they can start to trickle in that traffic that you want so you can get there are a lot of different ways to get concepts for these uh supporting pages people also ask is a very easy one where um you know, if you turn your target keyword into a question, you'll see a little box in Google that says, people also asked, though that's a great place to, to get these concepts from. Uh, Answer the public is a, a a freemium tool that you can use uh, to find these types of concepts. There are often things that wouldn't go necessarily on your target page, but they're going to support your target page. They're within that kind of area, contextually of, of what you're talking about. One of the best examples that we had uh, in our agency was we uh, had a target page where we're selling uh, a ski uh, lift tickets in New Zealand. And one of our best supporting pages was, uh, what's the weather like in New Zealand in August? Because I don't know what the weather, <laughs> do you ski in August in New Zealand? I, I don't know. You know, I, I know it's no. on a completely other part of the planet, but what what is going on? So you can see how that's very related to what we're talking about, because we can get the kind of, we have people that are looking at tourism. You know, they're mm-hmm. like, the thing about going to New Zealand at that time, could I ski? So, even though that, that article really has nothing to do with lift tickets or skiing, it's the idea of what's going on around at that time within New Zealand. So, these things you wouldn't necessarily need to say like ski lift, ski tickets, skiing, skiing, skiing. It can just, but it's within that realm of what somebody would be looking for to get that type of information for a, a ski trip.
1: Okay. Let's go through another example just so I get a better understanding of these supporting articles. Let's say it's because our audience is service-based. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you're offering a service, let's say you offer SEO help, right? As a service. So Mm -hmm. what would be an example of supporting articles on your website?
0: Uh, Can I do SEO myself? Mm -hmm. How long does SEO take? Is SEO expensive? Um, those kind of things that they might not be the type of thing that goes on the um, you know, SEO services Phoenix page, but mm-hmm. they would be questions that people would be looking to to find information on. And it's going to bring the right, tri- right type of traffic to your site because it's people that are asking questions around your particular service. You know, if you have uh, dental services, you know, do, does it hurt to get your teeth cleaned? You know, or, or how long does it take to get an appointment? Or how long does something take? You know, or what's the recovery time? You know, those would be things that you could put in that uh, are in the general area, but um, aren't exactly what you would go, what you'd be ranking for when you're doing that service in an area or that service in that particular product or whatever it might be.
1: And that's why they rank much faster because more that's people right are there. typing them in. And
0: they're, and they're much longer. So there's going to mm-hmm. be um, less competition for them. The less competition, the easier it is to have something appear quickly. But because you're writing about something that is should actually get to your service, you're getting the right type of traffic.
1: Okay. That makes sense. And so just, I want to shift gears again. Interlinking. Now I'm going to throw a term at you. You're going to tell me if it's the same thing. Okay. Is the same thing as link equity.
0: Link equity is the amount of Jews, for lack of a better word, that would be passed from one page to another.
1: Okay. And so interlinking is not that.
0: It's part of it. So, oh, okay. uh, Yeah, Uh, a link it it, it goes from one page to another. Mm
1: -hmm. Not
0: all pages are created equal. Let's say you've got a uh, a sports site, and you get a link from ESPN.com, and you or you get a link from JoeSports.com. The link from ESPN is going to be more valuable because Mm -hmm. it is a it's a larger site and it has more authority, that sort of thing. So it will pass more link equity. Is the idea? But your own site within your own site, you can pass equity, uh, to your own pages, take advantage of the authority that your site has by giving yourself internal linking. So we talked about those supporting pages, Uh, they're, they're going to support a specific target page. What you want to do with those supporting pages is be very specific. I've got say three, five supporting pages for one particular target page. When I'm trying to sell something, link those supporting pages together within the body, within the paragraph text and link up to your target page. don't have them link anywhere else. Don't worry about navigation. Don't worry about sidebar. Don't worry about footer. We're just talking about links that are within the body. Be very conscious of, I've created these these pages to support this one target page. Link them all together and then link up to your target page. And what you've created is what's called a virtual silo. It's not through link structure. It's not through URL structure. It's linking within body content and you're gonna pass relevancy and your link equity the, the supporting pages and up to your target page. And it's going to help your target page rank even better. Without having to acquire backlinks from outside, you can use the authority of your own site. And then as those supporting pages start to rank on their own, now they're getting traffic in. Now traffic's clicking through to your other supporting pages, clicking up to your target page. And um, you end up with kind of the cycle of good, where um, as the supporting pages get stronger, they end up passing more link equity to your target page and your target page gets stronger. Hmm,
1: I did not know. I always thought that you had to refer them back to like that main page, but not between each other. So like I have to go back and fix some things.
0: (laughs) So what's really nice too is, so let's say you've got five supporting pages, Hmm. what you're hoping for is people link to them. You know, you've provided such good content there and you're not selling anything. If you ask somebody to link to a page that you're selling something, they're going to tell you to pound sand. And why would they link to a page that you're selling a service to? But if you have this piece of supporting content that provides a great answer about a particular thing, people are much more likely to link to that. So then if you've got links between your supporting pages and your target page, when one link comes in to that supporting page, the, the equity passes between your supporting pages. So they all get stronger. They all rank better. And then that passes then up that juice passes up to your target page.
1: Is the target page... Considered a
0: hub page. So a hub page is slightly different. Let's say you've got uh, a lot of target pages okay. and it, it, it's not easy to build supporting pages for all of them. And that, that's, a, that, that's a difficult thing to do where if you, let's say you've got you know 10 target pages and you want to do five supporting, that's 50 pages, that's a lot of pages. That's a lot. To, that's a lot to do, especially if you're doing it on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, but something you could do is instead of uh, all those supporting pages, which I would recommend for the ones that are going to bring the most ROI, you definitely want to do these four. For the others, you could do a, a hub page, which is like a resources type page where you're categorizing several target pages onto one very useful page. The idea mm. there is that if you build links into that hub page, the, the equity, the juice will distribute to those target pages and support them as well that way. So you can kind of still get um, juice passing. You can still get usefulness. Those hub pages could even rank if you want to optimize them as well. And they can bring in their own traffic Um, But it's another way to distribute juice through your site, uh, especially if it's difficult to build out a lot of supporting pages because you have a lot of target pages.
1: So basically the juice is going up and down with the hub pages,
0: basically. And it's an easy way with the supporting pages. You really want want those to to link to one target page. I built out these three or these five or the number, it doesn't really matter. But I built them specifically just for one target page. A hub page is for multiple target pages where you're going to link out okay. to three, four, five, six target pages uh, uh, at one time.
1: It's almost like on top of the hierarchy.
0: Yeah. So it's yeah. like
1: all your pages go to your target page. And then that kind of all goes back up to your hub pages.
0: And your hub page kind of sits over here. And you're like, okay, well, I've got three or five target pages. And then the juice can kind of distribute that way. And over here, I've got a target page and it's got its own set of you know, supporting pages but it's just a different way to get kind of a link juice flowing through different ways. And hub pages are great, especially if you have a lot of target pages.
1: Okay. That makes sense. So let's say everyone listening is like, wow, Kyle, this is amazing. I'm going to implement it all. They're like, you know what? They should. (laughs) And they do, they listen to you. They're like hub (laughs) pages, target pages. Amazing. Now, what is the next step after everything we just spoke about?
0: Yeah, if you want to become a super nerd with your SEO, that, then it comes down to math. Google's algorithm is just that. It's an algorithm. And uh, Google is wildly powerful. It's, it's one of the most amazing things ever created. Um, but it's not a human. And it's really easy to think of Google as being a human, but it, it simply is not. Because it's an algorithm, if you can give the algorithm the math that it wants, you can be very successful. So the next level would be uh, your, your primary keyword, your root keyword, variations of that contextual terms, terms that provide meaning and context uh, to that primary keyword, counting how many times they need to be on the page and in very specific places is the next level. So it really comes down to a lot of math. And that, that'd be like the, the next level uh, of your SEO would be how many times to put those things in very specific places.
1: Is that what you do with your service? You do the math part?
0: That's what um, uh, Page Optimizer Pro does, the tool that I have. And then there are, <laughs> you don't have to use that tool. I, I recommend it. <laughs> I recommend it, but um, I'm going to link
1: it below for everyone to check it out. Everyone wants to get a little nerdy with this stuff, so <laughs> okay. Well, tell us more a little bit about the tool.
0: This would be the kind of thing for your for your target pages, for your primary mm-hmm. pages, is where you'd want to focus on. Like this is the ter- this is the page I'm trying to sell something uh, that I'm trying to get traffic to to convert. That's what you'd want to use this type of tool for. And what we would do is for the most important places on your page, Google looks at very specific places on your page, Mm -hmm. your title, your paragraph text, even down to bold and italic terms, stuff like that. And then what we do is we tell you, okay, to be competitive, to get an edge uh, on your competitors, this is how many times you want to use these terms and in these places uh, is basically what we do. And that's what the tool provides.
1: Amazing. Well, Kyle, this was Awesome. This added so much more to like our conversation. It's like a full masterclass, putting it all together. And you're one of the teachers. So thank you so much. And for the audience, where can people reach you and connect with you if they have any questions?
0: So obviously Page Optimizer Pro is a place they can go, but also internetmarketing.gold. That's a community that, that, uh, that I run. Um, that there, there's a paid version. And if you go to directly to that website, that is the paid version. You can also see us on Facebook, uh, internet marketing gold, and you can, you can join the free group there as well.
1: Amazing. Well, I'm going to link everything in the show notes so that they can easily get to you. It's like some kind of SEO thing I'm doing. Right. I'm giving right. you like a backlink. That's
0: right. <laughs> That's exactly right. You're, you're passing your equity. To, I'm passing uh,
1: my equity to you. Yeah,
0: so exactly that's, right.
1: That's the least I can do for all this. This is so <laughs> amazing. Thank you so much, Kyle.
0: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.